Hello and welcome everybody, this is Mr. Ross checking in. We're still in the midst of the coronavirus. Social distancing, or what they want to now call physical distancing, is still the norm that we live in. And it's become pretty weird, especially in a city. I mean, I, where I live, it's not that big of a city. But still, to see not as many cars on the road, not really see many people walking around, it's kind of eerie. Today, I took a trip to... Uh, the place where I work, we have an office out in the middle of nowhere. There, it was so peaceful to be away from everything and everybody. And it's it's nice. It's a nice place to be. But at the same time, there's not as many people. Their coronavirus case is very low in that particular county. The reason being there's less people. So do you prefer less people or do you, you know, live in a more populated area? That's kind of the question, right? And for me, I like to be in the in-between. I don't want a lot of people where I live at a dense city like New York City or Boston or D.C. But I don't want to be out in the rural middle of nowhere. I like that in-between where I'm 20 minutes away from the woods if I really want to go there. But at the same time, I'm a few minutes from Walmart and I think that that's okay with me. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about social distancing. That's been a term that was coined fairly recently. At first, when people were talking about the social distancing, it almost seemed like it was a way for people to jump on a fad and get some social media credit for not having interactions with people. At that point, really nobody said that you should avoid people entirely. It was kind of like be cautious. Then it came out, okay, those, those duty to stay home kind of thing. And people really started to take it seriously. And it didn't become so much a fad, but that's the word that we've been using. With the whole social distancing, it's ironic because we've been complaining about being socially distant for a very long time. It's just for the first time we have to be physically distant as well. Look at New York City, for example, walking around there. Uh, you go on the subways. Basically, nobody acknowledges each other. That's probably the beauty and the evil of New York City. Walking around there, somebody, I remember the last time I was in New York City, I literally had to sprint to my bus. I was running late and I, of course, got off on the wrong subway. My GPS took me the wrong way for another two or three minutes. So I was about 15 minutes away from being left in New York City. So I sprinted through those streets and nobody even looked twice at me. I'm not wearing like sweatpants and a t-shirt. I'm running around in boots with a winter coat and everything. Nobody even glanced or thought twice about it because it's a city. Nobody really cares too much about what's going on with other people. No one looks up from their phones on the subway. It's not just New York City, though. I was on a podcast recently for the Catacomb Culture there doing a podcast starting up in early summer. I'll be in one of the episodes. Very thrilled about that and honored. Jeremy and Josh, who run that podcast. And we were talking a little bit about how even in grocery stores, you would turn to the person behind you and strike up some small talk conversation. Instead, now we whip out the phone and that's, it's a defense from having to communicate in that way with other people who we don't know. We've been socially distant for a while. That's become what we do. When we're waiting for a ride on the corner, what do we do? Pull out the phone. If we're not a smoker and we decide to walk outside, what do we do? Well, we don't stare at the sky and look at how beautiful it is or try and strike up a conversation with other people. We either smoke or we pull out our phones. That's the price of having a five-minute break. And it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that that's what we do. Whenever we're uncomfortable at a party or you're out with your significant other and they're striking up a conversation with somebody, 
you're put in an uncomfortable spot. Well, if there's no TV in that restaurant or bar or party that you're at, it's the phone. Now, nothing against cell phones. I'm going somewhere with this. Because this isn't a new problem. Even I'm thinking back to the early mid-2000s when I was in grade school and high school, we had AIM. MySpace and Facebook were coming out. You would talk to people on AIM and those sorts of media, but then sometimes not talk to those people in person. And I had a bunch of friends like that who I would talk to basically every single day on those social media platforms, but would rarely talk to them in person, or maybe I didn't even see them. There was no looking to get together with them. It was, you were my online friend, and whenever I saw that you were online, you didn't have your away message up. I was going to message you, or you were going to message me. But when I saw you in person, there wasn't much dialogue going on there. Now that sounds pretty strange, but we do it every single day, except now we have likes and comments and subscribe and follow. Where does this leave us? Let's fast forward to now. Coronavirus hit. Every meeting, work days, trainings, family get-togethers. It's all via videos. FaceTime, Skype. Zoom, you name it, they're starting to get very big, even bigger than before. This is where technology is bringing us back together. I watched the iHeartRadio concert that Elton John hosted. It was an hour long and had musicians, people from Elton John and Billy Joe. Those are two of my favorite artists ever. They happened to be in the same hour, so I was thrilled. But then you see other people performing from their living room too. Dave Grohl performing, Billie Eilish, Mariah Carey. All these people that then you're like, oh, well, they have a regular sofa and their wife's filming and they have a dog. It's all pretty normal. And I felt more together with those celebrities than I've ever felt. They felt like regular people for five minutes. Now that for most of those celebrities took about, what, five, ten minutes of their time, maybe a little bit of editing, and they were able to raise a ton of money to charity. This is where we stop that distancing. Even though we may be physically distant, we can't go to a concert to see these people. We get to see them up close and personal, like real people. And that's very different than putting them on a stage for 100,000 people, exaggerating, of course, and then being put on this pedestal of being a god or a goddess. That's where technology is helping us instead of hurting us on this whole social distance thing. We long for those times where we could be with other people. I want to be back in the grocery store again waiting in line with other people and, and getting to hear them complain about whatever. Maybe I won't pull my phone out. I would talk to sometimes the cashiers and just, you know, joke around. It was a Saturday morning. They were tired. I was tired. Then I started using the self-checkouts because that was more efficient. That was faster. Hmm. I traded social connection for convenience. We'd rather go on Amazon than go to that local store. That's going to take us 10 minutes. So it may cost us another 10 bucks. But to be able to have that conversation with the owner there who you know would help you in a pinch if you really needed it. But you haven't met that person because Amazon was more convenient for you. Walmart was more convenient for you, so you decided to shop there instead of a local grocery store. That's where we're creating our own distance. Now, of course, I'm not saying anything against Amazon or Walmart because those are probably two of my most shopped places. But what I'm saying is we're purposely taking these opportunities for greater connection and trading them away. Let's talk about communities. I mean, how many of us are part of a social community? One of the big questions I usually ask with my clients is, what, what community are you part of? And sometimes I'll even ask, well, what do you mean? And I'll say, do you go to a gym? Do you go to a church? Are you part of some kind of extracurricular sports league, a book club? 
I want to stand next to people in church again. I want to go to a concert again. I feel myself longing for the things I had done before, like a basketball game. My brother and I were supposed to go see the Sixers on the 31st. Obviously, that's not happening. I didn't think we would reach a reality where we wouldn't be huddled in a stadium, or the new reality where we may be even afraid to do that for quite some time. Yeah, I was annoyed by the person in front of me who kept yelling, or the person in front of me who wouldn't sit down already, but that's the cost of social connection. Even just to be able to shake somebody's hand, a high five, we're not doing those things right now. Those things usually happen so fast we don't even think about it. Maybe we need to pay more attention to that feeling. That quick hug or that kiss that you give with your significant other that maybe you haven't been able to give. Hugging mom and dad. I mean, I'm, I miss being able to hug my parents, to be with my family, to be with people who are important to me. I'm making that sacrifice right now and I'm feeling it. I want to be with them. I miss them. Yes, I could keep in contact, but there's, there's something about physically being with somebody, that physical presence that's been missing. If no other time, this is a time where we could be truly appreciative of that. So my message for today, think about how you've been socially distant before this whole coronavirus thing happened. Consider how you could bridge those connections. Vulnerability, that's a big word. We need to be vulnerable in order to connect. But sometimes we choose not to be vulnerable, and that leads to isolation. We're given little opportunities to be vulnerable. Sometimes it is piping up that conversation in the grocery store. Sometimes it's telling your significant other there's something that you're struggling with to express those feelings that you have. It may be time to start doing those things so that we're not as socially distant as we are right now. In time, when this does start to die down and we could become more physically together, Let's allow ourselves to be able to socially connect in the way that we wish to be, not the way that we did before. We were socially distant for a very long time. Let's figure out how each of us individually could become more socially connected with one another. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.